San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear this show as it airs on any device. And, of course, all these podcasts are commercial-free on IYMoney.com. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, an accomplished marathon runner, an accomplished uh, author, lecturer, philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Misu. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? I am marvelous, Joe. Ready for the new year. Absolutely. Happy New Year. We are into January, and that's a good thing. Uh, So good things ahead, we hope, for everybody out there. And uh, I just have to say, you know, we a few weeks ago, we did a show on the cannabis industry and whatnot. And, um, you know, I've been dealing with uh, eczema on my hands for uh, a long, long time mm-hmm. since I was, uh, well, it's, I actually, I started developing as, as 10 years old. It runs in the family. So I went, I got online, got a medical card because I want to try cannabis oil and, uh, and balm and whatever. And I went over to one of these dispensaries and I, I think... It is helping quite a bit, believe it or not. So, uh, if if it's an effective uh, an effective treatment, I'm going to uh, stay with it. Forty bucks for a bottle of this uh, cannabis oil, and then she threw in oh a tincture also, which goes under your tongue. It's one to thirty. See, it's like hardly any THC, but the CBD is like you know thirty. Uh, the ratio is one to thirty. Yeah, so, one to thirty. So I'm going to talk to our guests, and this this is a good lead in for our show tonight because we have on the line from the East Coast. Um, Someone who is a nutrition expert, a former attorney, a dietitian, all about health and fitness through diet and, and other means. And her website, incidentally, is Cal and Chocolate. So I know I got everyone's attention right there, dot com. But Elise Musellis, uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? <laughs> tonight, actually. Tonight, great, great, great. So first off, we have to thank uh, Denise Willett Friedman, who re- re- referred me to you. And how are you related? Um, we are not actually related, although oh. she does feel like family. Um, <laughs> my dad and um, her her deceased husband uh-huh. went to college together ah. way back when in in New York City. Ah, was your dad and, a doctor also, or no? Oh. So they were in college together, and then my dad went on to law school, and ah. um, and her husband went to become a very um, well-known pediatrician. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what what college were they at together? Columbia. Columbia. Wow. Columbia, okay. Yeah. Can't do much better than that. So, uh, right. well, well, you've got an illustrious career. Tell us about where you were born and raised, and went to school, and then uh, about your route in, through your career here, and how, and how you wound up with uh, the, where you're at. So, uh, okay, sure. So, I grew up in Los Angeles, which is how I know the Friedmans, and I. Um, you know, have always been interested in in health and wellness. It's kind of hard not to be, you know, mm-hmm. when you're surrounded by so many people who have the same interest. Right. And um, but tell, you know, us, I tell just, us where you went to school and everything first. Let's go through your little education a little bit, though. Oh sure. Okay. So I went to um, an all an all girls school, which is now um, a co-ed school. It's now called Harvard Westlake. It was Westlake School for girls then. Mm. Yeah, it was a really 
pretty progressive and an amazing place to to get educated in the middle of Los Angeles. And then after that, I stayed in California and went to Berkeley. I studied rhetoric, which was a great um, major for pre-law. And I came to the East Coast um, and that... And and I um, to Washington D.C. specifically, and that's when I um, well, where'd you go to law school? Went to, law school. I went to to George Washington University. Okay. And I, while I was in law school, I was really fascinated, actually, and interested in immigration law, which was a completely different, you know, practice than it is now. And I worked for the Department of Justice. I also, you know, I, I actually worked in the Department of Justice while I was in law school. Uh, while I was in law school, and then when I graduated, I did a program called the Attorney um, General Honor Program, and that brought me back to Los Angeles again. And I clerked for nine immigration judges. Huh. And the year after I um, finished my clerkship, they ended up having one clerk per judge. Wow. So, it was pretty intense. So you were replaced by nine people. That's how good you were. Exactly. Yeah. But I held I held it up on my own. Wow. So um, then I practiced. I came back to um, the D.C. area, and um, I, you know, practiced immigration law, and that's where I um, I had already was already dating my my. Who's my husband now? My now husband and we, mm-hmm. you know, I landed in the D.C. area and have two boys now. Mm-hmm. They're both actually in college, but raised them here. And um, about, I would say, like when my younger one was nine, I knew that I wanted a career change. And all the while, I just, you know, I I, I didn't. Um, let go of that passion, maybe slight obsession with all things healthy mm-hmm. and just living a healthy lifestyle and making sure that I passed on the same sort of, you know, um, like habits and mindset to my children. And so then I decided to make a career shift, and that's when I went to um, get certified as a holistic health coach. And um, I practice for a while. I mostly work with women, but I do talks and, you know, I did a lot all around the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like something was missing because there was so much information that we know about, like eating greens and, I mean, you know, you can find healthy recipes all over the place. But there was just something not clicking. Like, why do, do we have the obesity rates that we have or why are all these smart and really savvy women who I was working with who who know what to do like why wasn't it happening why do you, why and do you, why do you think we're seeing so much obesity these days it's uh I think it's a couple of things I think it's the high fructose corn syrup and computers <laughs> yeah people sit too much Joe right yeah that's true I mean you know the sedentary lifestyle doesn't help and you know people being so like attached to being on the screen instead of like outside and in nature and a lot of it is our food industry too. Yeah, you know, just yeah. like some of the, like you said, the the um, high fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup. It can be, you know, addicting for people. It's you know, every, when that sugar lights up your brain. It's in about ninety-five percent of all the products on the shelf. So at least I'm curious. Though going from the West Coast to sort of the East Coast in DC, was was it a tough adjustment for you? If you like um, exercising and being outdoors, to have to put up with those winters. I mean, does that change? How you view fitness, how you eat. <laughs> right, as I'm sitting inside <laughs> looking at a very cold outside. Um, 
Well, I, I will always be a California girl at heart. I do miss it. I mean, it's it's more the lifestyle than anything else. I really appreciate the change of seasons now. Mm-hmm. You know, fall is just so beautiful on mm-hmm. the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that you really can't beat the California lifestyle. I mean, it just is so conducive to being outside and the exercise and and you you know you feel better when you have you don't have to wear as many layers and bundle up. And sometimes I I have to talk myself into going outside you know and of course you always feel better once you do but it's just like getting outside into the cold and of course we get hardly any rain though and you folks get a lot of rain right Uh, it depends it depends on the season but one Mm -hmm. thing you have um that we don't and i will always miss it is just the non-humid summers it's mm. so it's, it's stifling <laughs> if you grow up in California and you'll you know I'll never get used to that. Yeah, the humidity's all, it's a challenge Any, anywhere west of the uh, um, I say Utah or whatever that continental divide. Once you get past that, uh, for some reason the humidity just uh, picks up all throughout the Midwest. But um, so, but a lot of lawyers and professionals, um, you know, they do want they they are change of life attorneys, whatever they want. Uh, they they want to find a new career, a new direction, a new passion. They've kind of gotten successful in their field, or just ready for a change. That sounds like what happened to you, right? Yes, I mean, this is you know, of course, like I want to see that there was always something you learn, and I I appreciate the time that I spent practicing law, but I really feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yeah, outstanding. So. Um, anyway, the website is calenchocolate.com. We're going to come back with Elise Musilez. Am I saying it right? Musilez. Musilez, I'm sorry. Anyway. Elise Musilez right after this. Hang on. <laughs> All right, we are back with Elise Musilez. I'm saying it right, right? Elise? You are. Okay, and, and she is the founder of Kale and Chocolate. She's a health and diet specialist with some interesting degrees. And, of course, Richard loves that Green Acres music. I love Green Acres. And we just played that a few weeks ago for our cannabis show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get your thoughts on that, too, because uh, people are obviously going to be incorporating that into their diets uh, in the coming year. But, um, anyway, you are a certified holistic health coach, certified eating psychology coach. You have a certificate in integrative nutrition and in plant-based nutrition. So this is all from Cornell. This is all fascinating stuff here. Um, the psychology of eating, obviously, around the holidays, we all overeat or whatever. I mean, how do we get away from only eating what we need when we need it to, from uh, binge eating and, and, uh, and things that are really causing health problems? Wow. Okay. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> you know, to, but I think the first, well, the first step really is to have more awareness. So many of us are... We've either like read tons of information on di- different dietary theories or think that somebody else has the answer. So we've become so disconnected from our own bodies. And like you said, you know, we eat until we're, you know, like too full. And that's really a matter of not tuning in and knowing exactly when to stop and say, okay, I'm satisfied. But at least I, I would argue there's too much information for the general consumer. Well, I know, but there's, you're trying to. Right. It's, right. There's too much, and so either we're confused or we, you know, there's we we just don't know what the right you know what the right approach is, and so then we give up or you know we don't know like what to follow. But really, the answer is all within us. If you're you know when you sit still and you eat and you're not 
like multitasking on the computer and eating your lunch when you're really paying attention to the food in front of you, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, you're, it's much easier to know, okay, you know what, I've had enough right now. Or when, you know, to, to stop, to stop right before you're full and read your body's signals. But when you've, like, outsourced that inner guidance, you know, to the, all the experts, um, it's much harder to tune in and know what your body's saying to you. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, something as simple as our beverages. Now, we should just totally get rid of all soft drinks. If you ask me, diet or whatever, I don't care. It's a, bu- a bunch of chemicals in there. Donald and, Trump would not go for that, Joe. Let's just get over Well, he's not, he's not the poster <laughs> child for good diets, I don't think. But uh, and neither, neither <clears throat> excuse me, Warren Buffett for that matter. But uh, I guess if you have a few billion, maybe uh, you have a little less stress or something. I don't know, but. He seems to be doing okay, and that, you know that that kind of is troublesome. But anyway, I think we should be drinking more water. Is my point, and uh, we, you know, I don't know. Families should just put water bottles on the table and get rid of the soft drinks, don't you think? Oh, I I agree with you a hundred percent. That I mean, water. It's I have a lot of clients who come to me, and I. It's one of the first questions I ask because it's one of the easiest ways to make all the systems in your body work better. Mm-hmm. You know and. And so many of us are actually walking around chronically, like slightly dehydrated, so that you just have gotten used to that feeling and you don't really realize it. But when you're conscious and drinking, you know, the requisite eight glasses, and it can come from food, too. Mm -hmm. You can eat fruits and vegetables that are really hydrating. Like in the summer, watermelon, you know, or cucumber, that's mostly water. And so there are a lot of ways to get creative with hydration, and all of a sudden you feel better, your skin looks better, mm-hmm. you know, your organs are functioning more optimally. It's amazing what that tiny habit change can mm-hmm. do for your body. So mm-hmm. all those people with those New Year's resolutions add drink more water to the list. Right, or just el- and eliminate. You know, it's not just what to eat, it's what to avoid as well. And I, I think sugars and sodas are a, a, real, uh, a real villain in our, uh, regarding our health. Uh, don't you think so? I do, and I also have a little bit of a different approach because I think it's hard to tell people not to do something because it's almost like they want it more, you mm-hmm. know, when you say, don't yeah. eat this. Cookie so what cookie I jar. like to do is, is add in, you know, add in all the water, you know, like creative ways to make spa water or different, you know, like herbal teas that count as a water mm-hmm. or find other way other you know healthy options like adding colorful fruits and vegetables to the plate and when you come from that pro- approach of like more color more water it makes you feel less deprived and it leaves less room for the not as healthy choices mm-hmm. so Lise, Lise, what do you think about the theory that people should eat like a caveman or cave woman <laughs> the- that people should eat like a caveman or you know cave, the uh, you know the, the caveman or cave woman. What do they call the pri- the pre? Uh, what oh, the paleo diet. Paleo, yeah. Well, I think that it works for a lot of people, you know. And then, like at the other end of the spectrum, you might have um, a vegan diet. Mm-hmm. And what's so nice, actually, about both of those diets or lifestyles, I like to call them, is that they focus a lot on not you know not on processed foods and on eating um, food from the earth, you know, a lot of fruits and vegetables. And then where they, those two actually differ is one obviously doesn't eat animal protein, and the other is, you know, protein is more at the center of things. I like anything that makes people feel better and creates awareness about what they're putting in their body. So I, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. if you decided to try a more paleo diet, which would mean you give up grains and sugar and eat 
you know, more fruits and vegetables and then the protein that works for you. I mean, that if that is compared to the standard American diet, that's way better. Yeah, yeah. So, Have uh, you tried those diets? I, I got off bread for a long while, for a couple of months or whatever, and um, I just need to lose some weight. I think my diet is fairly good. I avoid, you know, fast food and, and french fries and all that, but um, and I try to... You know, cook whole food and whatnot, and I, you eat, you eat pretty healthy. Rich, the, the guy across from you, you're not gonna believe this, Elise. He's never had a cup of coffee in his life. Sure, I've never had a soft drink never, in my life. Never. Oh, there's a new one. Another yeah, soft. Never, never had a soft wow. Drink. Never had a soft drink. And never smoked a cigarette. Right. And um, and my uh, diet is it. And never touched alcohol. And never had a sip of but alcohol. My, my diet is okay, but see, I exercise a lot. I exercise twelve to fourteen times a week for at least forty five minutes at a time. Whether that's exercising. Well, it's the double workouts on most days. Yeah, yeah, double workouts where I run. I'm a long-distance endurance runner, and I play tennis mm-hmm. competitively. So every day I'm either doing one or two things. And I notice the more I work out or the more active I am, the worse I can let my diet get. Not that I try to let it get worse. But then it makes me wonder, what if you don't like exercise? If you're one of those people who don't like riding a bike or running or going to the gym or going to spin then, class, then, then you diet, really, really have to be sensitive to your diet. Diet's all the more important, I all guess. All the more important. Yeah. Do you think though that you that you said that the more you work out, the harder, the worse your diet? No, becomes? it's not the Is worse. That... It's just uh, because I am very active. I tend to eat a lot of carbs because I need the energy. Right. Well, you need them. I need them. Yeah. Right. That you need the glycogen to whereas fuel I can, your muscles. Whereas I can, when I said there's too much information, I can show you all kinds of reading material that says that. I'm eating way too much carbs based on what the reading material. Yeah, but if you're burning suggests. the calories, Richard, it's right. okay. You know. Right, but people don't know that, Joe, because there's too much information. Well, I'll give you. Some so, I want to ask you a question, Richard. How yeah. do you feel when you eat all the carbs? I feel great all day long. I mean, I I'm 59 years old. I I have tons of energy. I sleep about six and a half or seven hours a night, and I get up in the morning with so much energy, and I've got energy until about 10 o'clock at night when I go to bed. So I. I feel so this isn't. This is a perfect example of listening to your body. You know, you can like read all the information mm-hmm. about carbs and you know and take nuggets of wisdom but you have to ultimately decide what feels the best for you and it sounds like you're doing things well, here, right here's for the you thing. if i go a, if i go like two days in a row without exercising like if i'm on the road for travel for business if i go two days in a row without exercising that's when i feel sluggish that's when i get tired at six o'clock at night it's, it's the absence of exercise that does me in um, right well you for, like the release of the endorphins exactly. yeah. when you're well, what's your... I'm the same way. Yes. I'm exactly the same way. And so... I get really, like, antsy and irritable mm-hmm. when I haven't moved my body, oh, even if it's way. just yeah, 20 I'm, minutes. I'm, I'm impossible to be around yeah. if I haven't done something in two days. You wouldn't even want to be around me. I'm so antsy. You're impossible right now for I that. Know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always out, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but some foods obviously make us feel better and some make us feel worse uh, psychologically or physically, mentally. Uh, what are some good tips you can give us with regard to what to, what to avoid in that regard? What's good for us and what's bad for us? Okay, well, I mean, always the food is close to the earth. You know, like the the least amount of processing, the better off. Mm-hmm. You know, so whole fruits and vegetables, whole grains. But even having said that, 
I still want to go back to the listen to your body because I can say to you, you know, many years ago, kale was all the rage. Now we're all used to it. But whatever the next best thing is, you know, Mm -hmm. and everyone wants you to try that. But if it doesn't agree with your system, it doesn't matter that it has all the nutrients in it. So, you know, but as a general general rule, like just eating whole real foods, getting lots of color on your plate. Mm -hmm. I mean, home-cooked meals are um, always better than... Mm -hmm. Then restaurants, although, like, I, especially where you are, there are so many amazing places with fresh homemade-like meals, yeah. even, like, the healthy fast food, right? Yeah. Anyway, we have to take a little break right about there, at least, because uh, we have to come take a commercial break. So we'll come back with a break, Mucellus uh, with CallenChocolate.com. Hang on. All right, we are back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. Yes, it's that time. A big thank you to our sponsors. We could not do this show without them. At the top of the list, UBS, UBS Wealth Management with Michael Caranta. Big thank you. There's a reason why they're at the top of the list, because they do such great work. Also, our favorite CPAs on the planet. We love CPAs so much. We've got two groups of CPAs. Jason Kruger's great CFO service company, Signature Analytics, as well as more traditional CPAs up in North County of San Diego. That would be Polito Epic CPAs in San Marcos. Also, our great friend Joel Grushkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives. If you own real estate, it's all about cash flow. Cost Segregation Initiatives helps real estate owners improve their cash flow. Now, all this cash that Joel helps generate, why don't you stash your cash at Mechanics Bank, a great niche market bank here in San Diego. Sean Puckett, of course, heads up the San Diego region serving wealthy families and families in the real estate business. Also, Hub International, great employee benefits firm. Boy, you talk about employee benefits and the individual mandate and all that stuff in the news. If you're confused, Hub International with Neil Staley can alleviate your confusion. Also, the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group. Also, VFO Hub, a new business that my friend Tony Lombardi has started, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPAs' very best Speaking of great wealth advisors, Paul Hines. Paul, of course, heads up Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. He's the catalyst behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org, an initiative here in San Diego to help prevent financial abuse of the elderly. Also, Brenda Geiger, Geiger Law Office, specializing in asset protection and estate planning. And, of course, Michelle St. Clair with Elite Lifestyle Management. For those of you who have no time, Elite Lifestyle Management is a great concierge service. Helping from simple things like travel arrangements, to more complex things like putting lights underneath your sofa. Believe it or not, elite lifestyle management. Joe, a lot of our loyal listeners, they actually skip dinner because they love missing our, they hate missing our show so much that they don't want to be distracted. Well, not but only if they're hungry, we can help them, and we're talking about food, right? <laughs> not only is Cal and Chocolate, but there's the, uh, the Very Good Food Foundation headed up by Michelle Chicklet Rally Lirac, uh, putting on great foodie programs throughout the year and some great uh, radio programs as well. And also Lestat's Coffee Houses, uh, open 24-7, 365, located University Heights, um, Normal Heights, and the new one on University Avenue. Uh, great people watching, great food, great coffee. And I use coffee to, uh, as water, too, but we'll get into that in a minute to counter my water quotient. Um, in any case, I know many of these sponsors have been working with you, Richard, for, for many, many years with great success, correct? Yes, dating back to the 1980s. That's a long time ago, Oh, boy, Joe. even even getting close to the Battle of Sexes back in 73. So, well, no, I was, <laughs> Not I, quite. I was a teenager back then. I know, so. but you were still making relationships then. So I it all, was indeed. And, and, um, and if you get on our, we get to go to cool movie premieres. Absolutely. Now. And uh, if you get 
on iymoney.com, there's a sponsor tab there in the drop-down menu. You can learn all about our sponsors there. And there's also a sponsor media uh, uh, sponsorship kit there, media kit, if you are interested in, in being a sponsor of this show. So there Let you us have. know, please. Yes. Now back to Elise. So Elise, a question. Joe was asking about things not to eat. So do you believe in totally denying yourself if you like something? Like, for example, I like to eat dessert once a week because I really like eating dessert. But I wouldn't want to eat dessert seven days a week. But I also don't want to ever deny myself totally of something that I enjoy But is it eating. chocolate? Pu- I mean, you're talking about one specific you know, thing, chocolate you know, pudding like, or like, what? Yeah, a piece of, you know, chocolate cake or something for dessert. Well, like, okay, last Saturday night, uh, we were up in Hollywood, and Mary, my wife Mary, texts me and says, well, so-and-so, Mary is, well, she's an actress now, Joe, and she's been staying real busy. So one of her friends and her husband, who, actor and actress, she said, come on by, um... Everybody wants to go out to dinner. I was just hanging out at the hotel. All right, let's get to the dessert. And, and the dessert is, so the husband of Mary's friend says, let's go out and buy some cookies at Gelson's uh, because we want to have dessert tonight after dinner. I'm like, sure, totally cool. So, you know, like once a week, I'll go do that. Instead of saying, no, I can't eat a cookie for the rest of my life, a chocolate chip cookie. So we did that, and it was a lot of fun. And Yeah, but Richard, you work out every day, and, and one cookie is not going to But my question you. is, is it, do you need to deny yourself totally of something you enjoy, or can somebody just be disciplined about it and say, I'll have dessert? every Sunday or every Saturday night, and that's it. What do you think? So do you know the name of my my business? Cal and Chocolate. I do. I saw Cal and Chocolate, right? (laughs) So I really am a huge believer in not denying yourself um, because I think then it becomes like the coveted, you know, Mm -hmm. food. Um, but not everyone has the kind of discipline that, that you have where they can just have it once. For some people, it feels a lot like a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I always suggest um, trying to find the healthiest versions of your favorite treat. So mm-hmm. we're going to post a recipe, I think, for my, my famous chocolate chip cookies, which are made with oats and um, almond flour, and so we're replacing some of the not-as-good-for-you ingredients. But let's just say you're out or you're at a family gathering and you really want to have, like, a piece of pie, like at Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like your grandmother's famous recipe. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that because, first of all, you don't do it every time, but there's also something that goes along with, like, having that, you know, there's another part to it that is just as nourishing, you know, the memories and what it reminds you of. And sometimes when you give yourself permission to have those things, Suddenly you don't want the whole thing, like one bite or a few bites is just as satisfying. Mm-hmm. But when you deny yourself, then it's like, you know, then you go in havoc and you have all of it because, you know, it's like the food that you can't have. So I think giving yourself permission to enjoy food, you know, once a week, like something really super special, um, helps keep you balanced. Right. Kale and chocolate. But now, uh, do people come to you with uh, weight problems and they want to clean up their diet uh, because they want to lose weight? And, you know, Richard works out a ton. He's not going to put any weight on if he eats a piece of chocolate cake. I'm, you know, he shouldn't worry about that. But someone who's trying to lose 20 pounds or 30 pounds or, or even 15, uh, how do you help them with diet? Well, how, how do I help them lose weight? Yeah. Um, well, I work both with healthy habits and healthy mindset, too, mm. because I think a lot of um, of us eat mindlessly, you know, and we're not really conscious. And so that is huge, because just like we were talking about the paleo diet earlier, just being becoming aware of what you're putting into your body makes a huge difference. You know, mm-hmm. we're also busy. 
Um, but I do start with whole foods always. So we try to get rid of all the processed foods, meaning foods like, you know, that were like that are coming out of a package. Mm-hmm. You know, so like those prepackaged dinners, like the lasagnas and things like that. Like, so we would then find a healthier version or try to make it with whole real foods. So whole, like using whole grains like quinoa and brown rice or, um, you know, or even like a starchy vegetable to for a carbohydrate, mm-hmm. and then putting as many colors on your plate as possible from things like blueberries and kale. And, you know, right now, this time of year, a lot of the root vegetables are mm-hmm. in season. Mm-hmm. So people don't love beets as much, but, you know, like there's, there are more, th- more than beets, but radishes and just adding as many nutrients and colors. And it's amazing when you do put the, you know, you, you count colors, not calories, and you put that rainbow on your plate, mm-hmm. you're supplying your body with a lot of nutrients. And oftentimes, cravings dissipate because your body is satisfied and getting exactly what it needs. Now, as far as lunch goes for someone working in an office, they've got to be careful, right, if they're not, if they're, especially if they're they're ordering for the the office and they're bringing in the pizzas, uh, whatever, they should probably opt for a salad or something like that if they're trying to lose weight, right? I mean, um, well, um, yes and no. I mean, it's always good to eat the, like we talked about the whole foods that are like in a salad, Mm -hmm. but, um, like I'm assuming, okay, so you're a man or, or Richard, you know, he's active, like a salad isn't going to keep him full. So then he might find himself two hours later or even an hour and a half later, like sticking his hands in the candy jar because the body is saying I'm hungry. Right. Mm -hmm. So I do believe in sitting down and eating a full meal so that you don't end up mindlessly finding the not so healthy choices later on. Right. Yeah, and I tell people never, never eat in your car and never yeah. eat at your desk while you're working. Never eat in either of those two places because usually if you're right. doing that, it's you're, t- on you're totally not mindful. Right. Well, right. That- so um, with the office, like I would probably find places around the office that have healthier choices. Yeah. You know, and then also. Um, there's always bringing your own lunch. I know sure. that probably sounds like a lot of work, but once you get used to doing it, it's pretty mm-hmm. um, convenient, actually. Mm-hmm. And you save money, and you're also doing your body such a big service by yeah. eating a homemade meal now you've and got, controlling. Yeah, now you've got, you know rec- you've got recipes and a book and everything on your calandchocolate.com site, right, that if people are interested in learning more, right, about the, the plant-based diet and, and things, right? Yes, and I do have some recipes that have... Um, animal protein in it too, because I believe we all, you know, everybody's different and has mm-hmm. different needs. But um, yes, I have lots of recipes on the eat section of my website. And mm-hmm. then I have a book called Whole Food Energy. Mm-hmm. And that book is um, for the busy, active person who wants to eat healthy on the go. So it's less about meals and much more about like healthy snacks or, yeah. or, you know, that you can Good. We'll, have in we'll breakfast. Exp- we'll exp- explore that some more with Elise Mucellus. We'll come back after this break. She's with Callan Chocolate for a Nourished Life. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back with Elise Mucellus with Cal and Chocolate uh, for a Nourished Life. That's her website, calandandchocolate.com. And I think Richard had a question. Elise, question. Um, you mentioned you have two kids in college. I've got three young adult children. My son's 26, my daughter's 25 and 21, and I had to stop going out to eat with them because they were so dang healthy. Like, no meat, <laughs> no dessert, everything is almost 
almost everything is plant-based, rarely any grain. Well, they're different because and most we kids didn't, we, didn't ra- we didn't raise them to say eat this way. They just, because I think of their age and where they grew up here in San Diego with all the healthy choices, they were just very healthy on their own. But do, do you find that a lot of people that you're assisting, do you find that their children have issues with food as well? Because I frequently find that if the parents do, the kids oh, do. Oh, yeah. Kid, what there's, found? Richard, there's kids. No, I'm not with, asking you. I'm I know, asking but, Ali. But there's, there's kids on top of ramen on a daily basis. I mean, uh, you know. Well, Richard, I was going to say to you that I'm sure that your your children picked up something from you because, you know, you have healthy habits, just even like the example you're setting with exercise. I do think that a lot of what we I have a philosophy, a lot of what we we end up, our habits are formed, you know, from what we are exposed to as mm-hmm. children. And our choices, you know, the things that we choose as comfort foods or the, the way that we eat starts with how we are raised. Um, a lot of times I have people who come to me and say, my kids are so picky or they won't do this. And then I'll always reflect the question back to the parent and ask, well, what do you, you know, how are you eating? You can't like say, oh, you have to eat your greens to your children, and then you're, like, completely pushing them to the side on the plate. You know, you have to model for them. Um, And I think I really believe in show, don't tell. So not to say you have to to anything, but really show them how, how to do it. Um, and of course, does that answer, does and, that answer yeah, no, your question? Yeah. And, of course, it, it, it depends on what age level. I mean, exactly. you're probably coaching parents who have kids, three- and four-year-olds, right, and and then seven and eight and, and on up. And, and it, obviously, if they're getting into uh, eating whatever they want, whenever they want, including junk food, uh, it's a recipe for disaster, right? I mean, Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you also don't want to be so rigid with your kids because I, I don't know if you experienced this growing up, but all the – the kids who would like had very very strict parents. They would go to their friends' houses and just like pig out, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they would grab the candy and the sugar mm-hmm. because they weren't allowed to have it at home. Right. So I think it's really important to have a balance, you know, and not to to like put all sorts of rules and not allow your kids to be kids. Yeah. You know. True. It's true. Like it's sort of like that ninety ten or eighty twenty, you know, rule. Like you you know you eat healthy most of the time. Yeah. What do you think of that plan where they're fasting two days a week, the 5-2 plan? Uh, I think two days a week uh, they want men to get down to 600 calories a day. I guess it's – Well, I couldn't do it. This is – Rich, we know you work out. This is for someone who's trying to lose weight and doesn't exercise. So uh, do you agree with that, kind of the intermittent fasting? Has that been effective? Well, that's a little even different than the intermittent fasting, but I really think that, you know, everybody's body is different. I've seen some really phenomenal results with the intermittent – fasting, which is more like going like 12 or 14 hours, you know, in between the time that from one meal to the next. Mm. Um, it's a good way to tune into your body to see what you need. But I, I really, I think you, it's so personal. And like we just gave Richard as an example, if you're exercising, you know, and like you need to time your meals around when you're working out so that you have enough energy for it. Yeah, I think I heard some actor say uh, he was he was um, I guess um, you know rehearsing for a part and preparing for for a movie. And he needed to lose uh, some weight, and the doctor said just don't eat after six o'clock. And he lost the weight he needed to lose just by doing that alone. Um, and you've heard breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, right. dinner like a pauper. And is that a pretty still a pretty pretty good rule of thumb or? Well, I want to ask you, you know, you don't really know what that actor was doing before. Maybe that actor was, like, 
pigging out every night, you mm-hmm. know, and so that, uh, you know, by stopping at 6 o'clock, he reduced his caloric intake significantly, mm-hmm. you know, but then if someone's following, I do, I, I love breakfast so mm-hmm. much, but it doesn't work for everybody, True. but I do, I do believe in meals, I believe in sitting down to meals too, so that you know exactly what you've eaten, and you have that awareness, and you actually feel satisfied you know Mm -hmm. Richard had mentioned I think no eating in the car like you you just you're mindless right so meals are great they they teach you to like be aware of what's in front of you and to also like for your body to eat in regular intervals Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of a it's a not such a great habit when you skip a meal and then you come into the next meal so famished with blood sugar that's so low and you're making choices that are just like just Bad. You know, feed me, right? You know, you <laughs> yeah. need anything just to feel better. For sure. Yeah, well, when my, when my kids were young, at least, they said, how come we can't eat in the car? And I said, well, do I drive the car through the dining room when we're having dinner? <laughs> of course not. So you can't do the opposite. But Never. question, it's, it's the new year. I know about 90% of people that set New Year's resolutions around fitness, like I'm going to go to the gym X times a week or around eating habits. Um, so About are... 90% of people by March, they, they don't do what they've committed to do. How, how can people, I don't want to say they're biting off more than they can chew because that's a really bad reference to the show but it's actually the truth okay so i love 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 the energy and enthusiasm this time of year that swirls around health Mm -hmm. and fitness i mean because a lot of resolutions have to do with you know giving up sugar or you Mm -hmm. know people have very specific health goals the problem is that we make these huge declarations i'm cutting out all carbs i'm never going to have sugar i'm losing you know 50 pounds Mm -hmm. and I, I think it's the minute that we fall off because we're human, right, mm-hmm. then we give up. And so my approach is to have, like, small, to really, like, celebrate the small victories and to have smaller goals along the way. Mm-hmm. In fact, I did this program. Um, it was a community-based program, and it was called 12 Tiny Changes, and it was one change per month. And I could give you, you can link to this if you want. And it was one change per month. You just make one change. So one change could be like that you bring your work to, uh, your lunch to work every day. And then by the end of the year, you have 12 changes that lead towards a healthier lifestyle. Hmm. You know, instead of having this one big sweeping goal that is probably unrealistic. It was amazing. People had such good results. And if you just have a mindset where, you challenge yourself in small ways, you have to look at the big picture of what that, how that all adds up. I got one that might save some calories. That, uh, just, if you have cream and sugar in your coffee, try drinking it black once or just try getting rid, giving up the sugar in your coffee because most people have, you know, two to four cups a day, I would imagine. Um, I drink mine black. And I count that toward my water quotient, which probably, I know it's a diuretic, but... Uh, how much water do you squeeze out of there, Joe? Well, I'm not sure, Joe. Is it, it with a <laughs> caffeinated coffee? It does not. I hate to tell you, you need to drink your water. Oh, I drink the water too. I'm just saying, I count if I have a cup of coffee, I count it as eight ounces or whatever, six ounces of water. But I know, Joe, that's funny well, accounting. Well, to know that, you know, to get to get medical for a moment, uh, how do you know you're having drinking enough water? And um, if I may be blunt, if your urine is clear, uh, you're probably drinking enough water, right? And shouldn't you? Isn't that a good uh, barometer? It's definitely a good indicator that you you're properly hydrated. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's even a better indicator than counting because sometimes you sweat more, you know, or just you're mm-hmm. you're, you're or you're dehydrated from mm-hmm. too much sodium. 
So it is, that's really like our body's way of showing us um, that we're in balance. Good. And Elise, what about one glass of wine a day? I don't drink, but a lot of my friends say I have to have a glass of wine a day because I read that it was great for me. Is that true? The red wine, I think. Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. Resveratrol. Because there's re- there's research that goes both ways, know, you know. Right. Um, I think I I personally think of of I mean you have to see what works for you, but I I think that um, in moderation it's fine the one glass a day, but is the one glass really three glasses? You know, sometimes yeah. that's the problem. Mm-hmm. What are we talking? Two ounces or so would probably be it, or. Like probably three to four ounces okay. is a glass. Okay. Gotcha. But, um, again, add in all the really colorful fruits and vegetables and, and then see if your desire for some of the choices that aren't necessarily, you know, serving your body well, mm-hmm. if they dissipate. Gotcha. Now, your website is kaleandchocolate.com. If people go on there, I That's guess they K-A-L-E, can... K-A-L-E, for right, those of you who don't right. know what K-A-L-E And um, if there, there's uh, a one-on-one program that you can do with folks. It uh, doesn't matter what city they're in. Uh, you have clients all over the country, I assume, right? Yes, all over the world, actually. I work really? with people. Technology is amazing. How about that? Um, we can do Skype or get on the phone, whatever mm-hmm. the client prefers. And I, I love working with people from all sorts of... Um, places. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. great. So you are a health coach, a, a eating psychology coach, and people can learn all about uh, how to do this right in the new year. Get a hold of Elise Musellus. Thanks for being our guest, Elise. Oh my gosh, thanks so yeah, much for pre- having yeah, me, and happy it. 2018. I hope thank it's you. a healthy one. Thank you. Happy New Year indeed. And Richard, always great seeing you. Justin Hart, our board operating. Thank you for making it sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blanke and Dave Sniff here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial-free on IYMoney.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.